America has now hit its $31 trillion debt ceiling. A Connecticut Democrat wants children vaccinated without parental consent. Plus, Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot is in trouble again. All that and more. I'm Bobby Eberly. This is a 13-minute news hour. God bless the United States of America. Okay, friends, welcome to the show. Happy Friday. I hope you had a great week. If you're new to the show, thank you so much for tuning in. We're going to start with the debt ceiling, the so-called limit of debt that the United States is not supposed to exceed. However, both Republicans and Democrats continually hit and then exceed the debt ceiling. Once this happens to Washington leaders, do they say enough is enough? We need to get control of spending? No, never. It doesn't happen. Leaders simply raise the debt ceiling. America then continues to spend, racking up more debt until the debt ceiling is raised again. Well, we're now at that point. On Thursday, our debt ceiling of $31.4 trillion was met. But now we have a group of House Republicans who are actually trying to change the way Washington does business. Here's Representative Chip Roy, one of the tenacious 20, as I like to call them, with an update. We can prioritize debt. In fact, current law allows for the prioritization of, of paying your debt payments. We're not going to default. They do this all the time. And in fact, the reason that the Democrats are hitting the gas to do the scare, you know, fear mongering, scare tactics is because they saw us successfully wrestle control of the message two weeks ago, work with Kevin McCarthy, work a deal where we could agree that we were going to make spending restraint our top priority to make sure that we limit the spending that is currently funding the bureaucrats that are funding woke, weaponized, and wasteful spending, undermining the American people. Great comments from Roy. Of course, on the Democrat side, Joe Biden and congressional Democrats are saying, just raise it. Just raise the cap so we can have more spending. They just pushed through $1.7 trillion of wasteful spending with the help of weak Republicans. And now Biden wants more and he's willing to not negotiate. It has been done in a bipartisan way uh, over the years uh, and uh, decades, and it should be done in a bipartisan way, and it should be done without conditions. We're not going to do any negotiations, or and it should be, again, again, done without conditions. Give me a break. Karine Jean-Pierre, in the same breath, says the debt ceiling issue should be solved in a bipartisan way, but then immediately says there will be no negotiations. How do you do something in a bipartisan way without negotiating? And that's the thing. Their idea of bipartisanship is accept what the Democrats want or else. Now, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen announced that the department has taken extraordinary measures to move some funds around, which means that the actual default on some debt payments won't occur until early June. That's how much time we have to show the Democrats we mean business. The House Republicans are willing to raise the limit provided there are associated spending cuts. The Democrats are currently saying no. Who will flinch? Let me know in the comments. All right, next let's talk about COVID vaccine for kids. But first, if you're new to the show or haven't subscribed yet, regardless of platform, just search on my name, hit that subscribe button, make sure notifications are turned on. That way you can follow the show and help us grow. Okay, next let's talk about a new piece of legislation being pushed by a Democrat lawmaker in Connecticut which would make it okay for children as young as 12 years old to get the COVID vaccine without their parents' knowledge or permission. It's shocking, and I bring it up 
because if a Democrat is proposing it in Connecticut, similar legislation may very well be proposed in other states as well. State Representative Kevin Ryan, a Democrat from the Norwich area, not only supports vaccines, but feels children as young as 12 should be able to get them without their parents' permission. It's a bit of an overreach. Um, my children both have all their standard childhood vaccines. Um, so I'm, it's not the vaccine itself I have a problem with. It's people doing things without my consent to my child. Well, of course. And that's just common sense, right? The problem we face is that Democrats in the left want more and more control and access to our children so that these young minds can be influenced by left-wing ideology, as in the case of changing your pronouns or gender in school without telling your parents. In this case, it's about getting a vaccine that children do not need at all and doing it by cutting parents out of the loop completely. Representative Ryan would not meet with us, but says the legislation he proposed is an issue that has been an important concern for his constituent. And as their representative, it's my duty to express their requests and ensure their concerns have been taken seriously, especially on a health care issue. But parents like Nicole feel this proposal goes too far. I don't think that 12-year-olds do have that mental capacity to be making their own decisions. This parent is absolutely right. The role of the parent is to make the decisions, not the child. So please be on guard if similar legislation comes up in your state. We're now seeing how COVID death numbers were dramatically inflated. So much is being learned about the COVID vaccines, and yet we still have Democrats such as this guy who want to circumvent parents to advance an agenda. All right, next let's talk about Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot and her re-election campaign. Turns out that Lightfoot is not only a far-left socialist, criminal-cotting, race-baiting elitist, but she's also a typical Chicago Democrat and that she will break the rules in order to get ahead. Her latest offense is getting caught actually offering to give students school credit for working on her campaign. Here's some background. Lightfoot confirmed a campaign staffer sent those emails to Chicago public school teachers stating that students would receive credit in exchange for working on her campaign. And then this was revised to state it would give students a chance to learn about civic engagement and the campaign. And then finally, this statement was issued that stated in part, all Lightfoot for Chicago campaign staff have been reminded about the solid wall that must exist between campaign and official activities and that contacts with any city of Chicago or other sister agency employees, including CPS employees, even though publicly available sources, is off limits, period. Notice the progression. The more the public was made aware of this program, the more the mayor's office backtracked. Finally saying, hey, there's this wall, you know, between the mayor's office and the campaign, and we can't break it. Oh, really? Now you say that. Erica Sanzi of Parents Defending Education points out several problems with the mayor's program. And really, there were two sort of issues that really stuck out to us. One is that you cannot use city property for political activity, which means that the, the campaign shouldn't have even had a list of all of the email addresses of all the teachers in the district. So the question becomes, how did they get that? And then even if they have it, which they shouldn't have it, they definitely can't be using it for political activity. The other issue is that is around gifts and favors. You cannot offer class credit to students for working on your campaign. Great point. 
inappropriate use of government resources, and the manner in which those resources were used certainly amounts to gifts and favors. But now, Lightfoot is in full damage control mode. In our zeal to make sure that young people had an opportunity to participate in their flocking to our campaign, uh, uh, one of our staffers uh, reached out um, through publicly available information to CPS teachers and our city colleges, and that was just simply a mistake. Classic. Blame the staffer. In reality, Lightfoot got caught doing what Chicago Democrats do. But luckily, there are a lot more people watching now, and those people are willing to take action. All right. Next, let's talk about Joe Biden and his classified document scandal. But Biden actually addressed this. Can you believe this? He addressed the issue on Thursday. But much like he did when he was questioned last week, he had no original statement, but simply read from a script. It's pretty clear that no one in the Biden White House trusts Biden to be Biden. We found a handful of documents were failed, uh, were filed in the wrong place. We immediately turned them over to the archives and the Justice Department. We're fully cooperating, looking forward to getting this resolved quickly. I think you're going to find there's nothing there. I have no regrets. I'm following what the lawyers have told me they want me to do. It's exactly what we're doing. There's no there there. Thank you. A handful of documents were filed in the wrong place. The wrong place? About three places. Inside his office at the Penn Biden Center, in his house in Delaware, and of course, in his garage. Yes. I'd say they were filed in the wrong place, but Biden has no regrets. Later, he was asked again about the document scandal, and even when making a political jab, he still had to refer to a note card. You know, the only, I I will answer the question, but here's the deal. You know, what quite frankly bugs me is that we have a serious problem here we're talking about. We're talking about what's going on, and the American people don't quite understand why you don't ask me questions about that. In addition to Biden, White House Press Secretary Corrine Jean-Pierre is also under fire for her complete inability to answer almost any question, and the frustration is boiling over in the White House press room. I already answered your question. Go ahead. You really didn't. Well, I, I did. No, you didn't. Well, it's your, it's your opinion. I'm having a hard time understanding why I just said, questions about we should, procedure. We should, and I just said, and I just said to you, the White House Counsel's Office will be able to address that question. We're having a conversation about adding I, Peter, a member to the staff Peter, to speak publicly on the Peter, staff. I just, I actually just answered that question. I said we have someone currently. So that right? means no. P- why is it a DOJ and, and, it's, and let's be clear, it's not your decision to make of what I can or can't answer from here. Let's be clear. Corinne Jean-Pierre is terrible. Fox News contributor Joe Concha recently summed up her performance perfectly with this analysis. Well, Jen Psaki, her predecessor, at least had the ability to think on her feet, yeah. right? And would push back in an extemporaneous way outside of whatever is written for her in a binder. And you get the feeling from Corrine Jean-Pierre, we, we've had this feeling since day one, that she can't answer these questions or pivot or at least show that she knows or has some ability to grasp what's going on. Great comments from Joe Concha. Personally, I think we should call this the scandal of the inept. Okay, so we've had Joe Biden, Corrine Jean-Pierre, and Lori Lightfoot. We need to ask them, do you have a relaxed brain? I got what you call like, I don't know, a relaxed brain. Okay, first in a relaxed brain, we have the Flow app, 
which is a period and fertility tracking app for women. Well, it was. Now, because of the woke radical left, the app is geared to anyone with a period. According to the company, it aims to support everyone with a period, regardless of gender. This means that men, according to these people, can have periods, because as we all know, those men are really women. But the company then goes to the next level by allowing men who identify as women to participate in the app's chat groups. Men can't and don't have periods, but because these men identify as women, the company allows them to participate. When asked about this new policy, the company responded to Fox News Digital by saying, we know that not all people who menstruate are women and not all women menstruate. Wow, the left has gone insane. Then how about these headlines from the Babylon Bee? Biden calls for two weeks of not cooking on gas stoves to flatten the curve. And in the ongoing effort by colleges to purge so-called racist terms from existence, we have this. Citing racist history, Harvard bans using the word Harvard. I love that one. And you just have to wonder what word will be banned next. Friends, that's our show for today. I hope you enjoyed it. And don't forget, if you're new to the show or haven't subscribed yet, regardless of platform, just search on my name, hit that subscribe button, make sure notifications are turned on. That way you can follow the show and help us grow. Thank you so much for tuning in. And remember, today's show's one sheet is available to Patreon supporters using the link in the description. The one sheet gives you the links to all the videos and stories used on today's show so you can dive even deeper into each issue. And with that, our next show will be Monday evening at the usual time. Until then, I'm Bobby Eberly. This is the 13-Minute News Hour.